We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right. Welcome back, beautiful people. This is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielport. And I just want to thank all the viewers and listeners uh, for sending in your comments and your emails and questions, because ultimately that's really how we come up with our topics. And, uh, you know, we learn a lot. Hopefully you learn a lot. And today we've got someone uh, that we think is just a remarkable individual. And we have a personal history with her. And um, I think that... uh, she is definitely going to drop some knowledge on you guys. Um, Sierra Nielsen, thank you so much for uh, joining us Thank today. you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So started off in the entertainment industry. Um, and uh, listen, I, I could go into the entire bio, but I really want to yeah. hear it from you. There's a pivot point that occurred. And so, you know, for all the viewers and listeners, listen, uh, start off in the entertainment industry and obviously now nutritionist, trainer, uh, you know, and really you're you're rededicating your life to empowering women to really be strong from the inside out. Yeah. You know, ultimately. Um, and so I think there are a couple different things that we'll go into today, but maybe you can kind of go in, you know, start your history, you know, the entertainment industry is so fun and you were in it, you're at the top and something happened. It kind of made you pivot. Yeah. The entertainment industry is super fun. It's very exciting from the outside, Mm -hmm. but while you're in it, again, it it was fun. I worked in TV, film and talent management throughout that seven years. Um, I had a huge wake up call when I was working in management and that's when I like really I was working with A-list talent really got to know behind the scenes a lot of the secrets things that they were doing it was a huge wake up call for me and then I went into film but it just I knew at my core that what I really cared about was helping other people didn't matter what I was doing but I just kept trying to convince myself that like oh I'm helping make entertainment you know making people happy but I just knew it wasn't what I wanted to do at my core. And I was surrounded by people that all they cared about was wealth and being surrounded by celebrity. Like my last job was working for a film financier and we made some great movies, worked with some great people, but it was really just all smoke and mirrors and just wanted to be around famous people. So it was all ego driven. And I'm like, this is not the place that I need to be. Sure. Um, I actually started a company after I left with a friend of mine. This was before like influencer even existed where we were basically a consultant agency, the go-between between tech and entertainment. Because between himself and myself, we had so many connections with celebrities and well-known people Amazing. in LA. So this was kind of the time when Ashton Kutcher was like getting involved with tech and everyone's like, ooh, I want something to talk about on the red carpet that's not just acting. And Amazing. they want to do something else. But in the middle of that, that's when my mom's my mom had stage four lymphoma when I was a senior in college and it came back and that was 2014. So I sort of jumped ship, went back to take care of her. Um, she ended up passing a year later and that was just a huge turning point in my life. It was I'm like, so sorry. thank you. Yeah. It was a tough year for my family. We had also lost my firstborn nephew five months earlier. Oh. 
So my siblings and I just kind of rallied together. I jumped into being a caregiver, taking care of my siblings, completely avoiding myself and mm -hmm. what I needed to do for myself. And I, that's when I literally hit rock bottom. And I was super depressed. I was like drinking like crazy. I finally like was like, I if I'm going to turn my life around, I need to do the one thing that I never learned how to do, which was take care of myself. I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska. We never talked about health. We didn't do any of that. And I, when you see someone that you love going through that, it's like you know that you are nothing without your health. Yep. Um, so I kind of organically, just because for me, it's like, okay, how do I learn? I just started studying nutrition and training, became a nutritionist and a trainer, just because that was the easiest way for me to learn. I didn't even know if that's what I was going to do. But then I started to see the value in it and how it was kind of a ripple effect for everything else in my life and also got really into mental health and, you know, personal development and really understanding that so much of my growth was internal. What a great um, pivot. Yeah. Man, so I've been in L.A. now since 2009, been around a lot of the industry in entertainment and now in health and wellness and now as a creator in the influencer world. And there's just... There's a lot of issues. There's a lot of toxicity. So I try my best to combat it and be a positive voice. So we all we all came to LA at the same time. We because, did because we came in 2009 no too. Mm -hmm. The difference is, Sierra came by ways of she's from Nebraska, and then she's smart enough where she got her degree at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, <laughs> yeah. which we actually have a a friend, both of us from from Nashville that no we know, way. Um, and uh, you know Festus. Oh, yeah, yeah, of Absolutely. course, Fez. He's my brother. Absolutely. I love Fez. Um, yeah. And then she landed. And, and you know, it's so interesting because you're so not L.A., mm. but yet you can be because of the way you look and, and you've been in entertainment. But that's why what everything you said in your bio and how you pivoted, it's just because of, I think, the where you're from and how you were born, yeah. you know, how you were brought up. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's really, it's admirable because a lot of people get really sucked into that Hollywood space. Yeah. And interesting part about it is everything you're saying you are really out there to help others because since i've known you um you've really been so transparent about your plastic surgery journey mm -hmm. whether it's has been with me or with dr lakey that it's really helped a lot of women um go through their plastic surgery journey because they can relate through you mm -hmm. um you've been kind enough to speak to our patients i mean you've made a, a, a video that went viral all <laughs> over about this procedure you've had done. And to us, it's really amazing because we ne don't necessarily put people out and say, hey, listen, I operated on this girl and mm. here's her journey. We love it when they do it organically. Yeah, you someone did like that you, for us, yeah. so. hundreds of thousands yeah. of followers, yeah. and, and you put it out there, you send a message, and mm -hmm. we felt it. I mean, yeah. people were all about it, asking, wait a sec, how can I do this? I didn't even know it was an option. And um, and if you and, don't mind, I'm just going to rewind and say, how did you find us? And how yeah. did this relationship kind of happen? Because, you know, we see so many people and, and very rarely do we have a relationship like this, yeah. but we do. And, and sometimes we don't even find out, hey, how did you get referred to us? Mm -hmm. How did you find John and I? I found you guys through a client of mine. So I have a bunch of private clients in Beverly Hills and... One that I actually saw on Saturday, we'll talk about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny story for you, too. Um, so I 
or, or, you know, I want to talk about my breast lift and auto hog, but one of the things that my entire life I've been a little bit insecure about was I had very uneven ears. I had one ear that stuck out like crazy. We could probably during this podcast and on YouTube pull up my full photo that we took because when you look back, it's like, it's kind of crazy. So um, I found you because my clients were like, these are the best. Oh, all my clients' kids come to you guys for stitches because mm. they're like, we don't go to the doctor. We go to you guys because you guys are the best with stitching and with scarring. So that's how I found you. I found you guys. And they came in, did a consult. You were amazing. Ended up doing the one year autoplasty. Um, and then I don't think I met with you until like a year later. Yeah. Um, and for me, I had wanted to do a breast lift for years. And I had spoke, I've probably talked to maybe like 15 other plastic surgeons and every single one of them told me that I wouldn't be happy with a breast lift because it wouldn't give me a look I wanted and I had to do an implant. And I was just so against doing an implant for myself, not against it for anyone else. It was just a personal decision. Sure. And it wasn't until we sat down and we were like, yeah, absolutely. We can make it look great. Here's what we can do. But it took a long time for me to get to a place to finally want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of pushback from people when I would talk about it in my personal life because I hadn't yet talked about it publicly. And a lot of my girlfriends were, you know, advising me, "Is doesn't this go against everything that you believe in or promote when it comes to self-love and body positivity? But for me, it wasn't about looking good for anybody else. And it wasn't even, it was about comfort. Sure. And I realized, you know, when we met, I was 36. I finally did it when I was 37. And I was like, I've gotten to a place in my life where I feel so comfortable in my body. I love myself. I respect myself. I accept myself. So it wasn't about that. I wasn't doing it so I would feel more beautiful, so that other people would feel like I'm more beautiful. It was literally just a comfort decision, you know. And I also realized it was a turning point. All my girlfriends I were asking, I mean, I was insecure about it my whole life. I would never change in front of my girlfriends. Like when I would, I hated being in a bathing suit because anyone that has any women out there that have super saggy boobs or extra skin, you know, the struggle. It's like tucking everything in, things flopping around, like it's literally laying on your stomach. It, do, it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, you know what? None of my girlfriends have saggy boobs. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what yeah, I feel like. Of course. So this is about me and what's going to make me feel comfortable. And that was kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it because this is, has n- nothing to do with anybody else but myself. And it's interesting. It's, it's very similar to, to the ear. It, yeah. You know, it's not like there's, you were like, oh my God, I want to change the way I look. Yeah. Or, oh my God, I want to make this bigger. Or yeah. It's just like, no, there's something that's bothered me for a long time yeah. and I want to just get a fix so it looks like the other side. Or yeah. sometimes you know, uncomfortable wearing sunglasses or glasses. Oh yeah, you know I mean? totally, you know, 100%. I mean, yeah. I would when I did my hair, that ear would literally just be poking out of my hair and I was like, I don't, just get in there. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't about, my thing is I've never wanted to change me and the way that I look. I've always just, it's been about like small enhancements that yeah, would make me feel more like me. Yeah. And that's the key with plastic surgery. All, what we always talk about is we're not here to change anyone. Yeah. We're just here to just make the person feel better about themselves. Or if there's something that's, that's like, for example, the breast lifts or even breast reductions. I do breast reductions on young girls, 18, 19, 20. It changes their life. Mm-hmm. It completely yeah. changes their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's interesting because sometimes I'll be like, you're having plastic, you're making your breast smaller? 
Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. You have no idea what it feels yeah. like to walk yeah. around with big, huge... So 100%. as plastic surgeons, yes, we don't just do rhinoplasties to make people look perfect. Yeah. Sometimes their nose is so big, it really interferes with their life. It makes them feel uncomfortable doing anything. So when you give that, like that, like that guy that you did, where he had a big hump on his nose and he had a really retrusive chin. He went from somebody that you would, you know, you would look at. You and heard say, the difference in his voice. Yeah. Before, very timid. So confident. Afterwards, stud. Walks into the office, says hi to the girl. Yeah. Like, how do you do? Yeah. You know, it's great to make that yeah. change on someone's yeah, life. Yeah, Why yeah. not, right? So you, my biggest thing, my realization was I was doing it to enhance my already positive body image. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing it to fix a negative body image. Absolutely. And I think that that is super important. I forget that my sister actually was one of my uh, biggest inspirations. My sister is a professional soccer player. That's right. We were going to get into that. Too. Yeah. She's always, ha she's always had huge boobs. She got a reduction the same right before I did and was so happy. And That's awesome. you know, they were a lot smaller and I saw how beautiful they could look because she had to have them lifted as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing when you have bigger boobs and they're heavy and they sag, like, it's, it's painful. It's yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh my God, they just look so beautiful. It was so easy. And you're so happy. Like, yeah. why am I not doing this? You know? That's great. So so, so empowering others is, is really, really important. Um, yeah. I, I just wanted to go into, listen, the, the procedure you're talking about, because you said you went to 15 plastic surgeons. They all said, look, we're going to do a lift. You're not going to be happy. You need an implant. Yep. Um, let's talk about yeah. the procedure. Maybe yeah. Dr. Daniel Poor, you can talk about the the mastopexy, which is a lift, but with auto augmentation. So, what is that? So along with, with Sierra and a lot of other women nowadays that don't want breast implants, the one thing I believe in as a plastic surgeon is I am not here to tell you what to do, ever. I'm not, tell, I'm not here to tell you how big your breast should be, what implants you should use, if you have to use implants. I'll give you recommendations, but I'm here to hear you out. It's very, very important. The analogy I always make with all my patients is, you walk into Chanel, you buy the bag you're looking for. I don't pick the bag for you. And this, this is a luxury item. You're coming into a luxury brand in the, in the heart of Beverly Hills, and you're going to get what you want. So when I sat with you and I heard you out, the one thing you really said to me is, I don't want implants. And obviously, if I put implants in on someone, I can make them look great because you're putting a breast implant in. However, there are a lot of people out there nowadays that don't want a foreign body. Mm -hmm. inside their body and this procedure is literally the perfect procedure so basically what we do is do the breast lift which really removes some extra skin and lifts the breast but also something called an auto augmentation so instead of using a breast implant which would be a breast augmentation this is an auto augmentation using your own breast tissue rearranging it and placing it upper higher on the chest tacking it onto the muscle so they're is like a pseudo implant made from your own breast tissue. Um, this can be plus or minus a little fat transfer um, if you wanted to take some fat from somewhere else and add a little bit of fat, but that's not necessary. I mean, really just rearranging your own breast tissue, taking the inferior poles so of the breast tissue that's on the bottom and tacking to the front, um, and then creating a nice breast lift in which for you, it really gave you what you were looking for. Mm -hmm. You didn't want to be bigger. Mm -hmm. You had some breast tissue and you were the perfect candidate. You know, the one thing that's concerning, and I always discuss with every patient, especially you, is you're doing this, but we're going to have scars on your breast. Mm -hmm. And you've healed so beautifully so well. to the point where I think in the next six months or 12 months, those scars will be completely gone. Yeah. And 
I would love to say it's magic, but I think it's a part of how you heal. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the other adjunct procedures that we do for you with lasers and microneedling and things like that. Um, I told you how, you how I do it, huh? Yeah, and how you and how close, I close it. it. Listen, he's being humble. But, that's, but the reality know, of it is, of how it. was your experience? What was your experience? How did this all go down? Because people are so scared to go see a plastic surgeon, mm -hmm. get undressed in front of them. Yeah have someone examine them and then the whole process of surgery and after surgery and then all of that um kind of tell our tell our listeners and viewers on, on what your experience has been yeah i mean i made the decision to go with you guys because you made me so comfortable i felt so seen you were a, the the two that didn't push anything else on me um i like i've had so many terrible experiences like i had a dermatologist in LA 10 years ago, who I went in literally just for like microderm. It was like, you should put filler here. You should do this here. We could make you a little bit more symmetrical. I sat down with you because you can go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. Especially when you're looking at plastic surgery pages, because I was looking at like what could be done. I was like, ooh, maybe I, is my face, my face is not symmetrical at all. You know, and I, I remember <laughs> no sitting down with you at being like, what could we do to make it? And you're like, you're being crazy. You're beautiful. <laughs> None of us are symmetrical. Yeah. Um, and you're so right. Um, so I just felt super comfortable with you guys. And again, you didn't push anything on me. And you just made me realize like it was going to be easy and I would be so much happier. Um, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. And it I really always was. play it down because yeah. I, there's certain procedures we do, like this breast yeah. lift. It's not a very painful operation. Not, no. And I say that to people and they're like, what do you mean? I'm having surgery. I'm like, I'm telling you, you're not even going to take pain meds. You'll take Tylenol no. and you'll be on your way. Yeah. And people literally look at me like, really? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I, I took pain meds and I maybe didn't even really <laughs> need them but Sounds I like fun. yeah I, I was, <laughs> it was like a week of downtime and then and then I was back to normal and moving around obviously not working out but sure. I was also very religious about that because I wanted my scars to heal well mm -hmm. and I did a lot of prep before and I also think going into it being super healthy is helpful um I had RA like basically had stopped drinking I eat really well. I move really well. And I think that I like didn't even bruise at all, which is crazy because I normally really bruise. so important what you're saying. But I think it's also maybe your guys' technique and yeah. you're not being humble enough. Yeah. Like, what is it that makes that process so easier? There are things that you guys do that, that made, for instance, like my case so easy. Yeah, we, we always say the same thing. It's about handling tissue right because yeah. we're we're there's a lot of incisions and moving things around and and the more delicate you are and plastic surgeons in general should be very delicate that's the way we were trained the more delicate you are with tissue the better it heals and faster it heals but it really does matter each individual is very different and you took it upon yourself to really be incredibly you you, you took this active position and i'm going to make sure that i am going to heal amazing from before surgery to after surgery for your scars. You listen to everything I've said. I mean, not everyone's like you. Yeah. No, it's so not. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The, the patients that do that, uh, for, they always have the best results, right? Yeah. 100%. It's the ones that either do their own thing, aren't listening, or they come into it very distrustful, or you know they can't let something go, and it ends up making the surgeon, for some reason, There's I don't know what no, it is. It's true. It's the karma of that results yeah. in uh, you know something that we would rather not have you yeah. know i mean it's it's always the case 
So it's amazing. Are people being that you did too that. nitpicky and looking for perfection? Always. Well, yeah. you know, sometimes it's, you're right, yeah. it's setting appropriate expectations. Yeah. And we can do a lot, but mm-hmm. you have to see the vantage point of where you start from. And, you mm-hmm. know, there's so many different variables and factors. Um, but it's, it is interesting. I, I see that all the, all time. the time. You know, and, yeah. and, then, and then the beauty was you chronicled this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you posted it on, and, and it's funny because she posted it on TikTok and it got removed. It got banned. It got banned. And I've been yeah. banned from TikTok. I don't know even how to use TikTok, to be honest, but but I've been banned from putting stuff yeah. on TikTok. And I'm like, well, I guess it was okay on Which Instagram. Which I don't know how because there's so much crazy stuff on yeah, social yeah, yeah, media. Yeah. Oh, half like, the stuff is insane. People are literally showing live births on social media. And I covered my nipples. And I'll, I got to figure out a way to do it so I can give my my update now because that was a while ago. But yeah. But it was great. And, and, and we did a little thing together and yeah. the rest you did. And I have had more phone calls to the office and more patients that have come in asking for this because of you. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it's amazing because you've empowered women from your experience. Yeah. And obviously, it's, it's, I appreciate it because I get to operate on more people because they get to really see mm-hmm. a real person and their experience, mm-hmm. not just a picture of a before and after, uh, you know, which is always great. But yeah. this really showed you moving around, what mm-hmm. the scars look like, how they look. And now I have people that come in and say, um, I want to look like Sierra. Yeah. <laughs> like, good luck. <laughs> That's not possible. Yeah, we're not all going to look the same. And mm-hmm. I think that I've had a couple people message me this, you know, that have gone through the same thing. Um, but I think that's what we have to realize with plastic surgery in general. Yeah. Like everyone's going for this homogenized look, trying to look exactly like yeah. each other. But that's not what this is about. It's about enhancing your own unique beauty. You You're should right. be our spokesperson. I know, yeah. I know. That was like was absolutely like, ah. perfect. Like, but I can't it's make... just in general with social media. Like, yeah. And that's where I, I appreciate you guys so much. Like, Are you the best at social media? No. Mm. But that's why I love you. Because I some, there's, will not name names. There's a few doctors who are huge on social media mm. who have, who still to this day use friends of mine's as their testimonials. And I'm so grateful that they were honest with me behind the scenes because they signed NDAs and they had horrible experiences. Oh, wow. And I've had to get them redone by other doctors. Oh, wow. And they still use them as, but they're big models, they're big influencers, and they can't do anything about it because they signed so NDAs and they got the procedure for free. So funny. I didn't even know about any of this stuff. but yeah. that's, Oh, yeah. yeah. It happens all the time. I would go to sources like my, I would reach out to women that were influencers or in LA that had, I knew had plastic surgery, asked where they went, asked about their real experience behind the scenes. I would go to realself.com where mm-hmm. real women are talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I was, and that's the thing. I, I don't trust a lot of people on social media anymore. Yeah. And a lot of influencers are getting it for free. So I know they can't talk about it. And a lot of plastic surgeons who care more about their social media following than their patients. Yes. I mean, it's true. And you two yes. are probably two of the few that actually care. Yeah. You know, I mean, our, our socials. Uh, yeah. But it's hard. It's hard because you need it for marketing. I get it. It's a part of my business yeah. too, but yeah. I appreciate, I mean, that you guys behind the scenes really, really care, you know, and you. you never push anything, you Thank know, you. even I, when we were talking about mine or you were like, when we talked about maybe adding more fat to them, you're like, but it's like, we want it to look like you and we, we don't want to, if you want it to fit your body, absolutely, you know, and no. now like you know, each to their own, do whatever makes you feel comfortable. But, you know, I don't feel like a lot of doctors are that way. 
No, it's it's your message has always been about such positivity, and I think this kind of came back at me t- on Saturday. So Saturday, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm at this 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 coffee place that's now become the hottest coffee shop in LA, Maru. There was a, there was literally a line around in a, the corner, and my wife's like, "I want Maru," so she's pregnant, yeah. so I had to get yeah, it. So, of course. so I'm standing <laughs> in line. And, she will get and Maru. This 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 lady comes over to me and she says, "Hi." you probably don't recognize me. And I said, and you know, this is always the, the hardest part. You're like, hi, how are <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah. You know, she goes, and then she grabs her kid. She goes, come over here. She goes, you stitched him up about 10 years ago. She goes, but I want to tell you something. I actually know you through Sierra. I work out with Sierra and oh God, she has, she has made me want to come see you so badly about doing everything after my pregnancy because she told me, that she had the best experience with you. And now I've already stitched up her kids. I was like, wait, you didn't like that experience? (laughs) No, but but it really is amazing because you've empowered these women that have been so nervous about doing anything. Mm -hmm. And some of that stuff can't be fixed. You know, Mm post-pregnancy changes, Mm -hmm. that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd love to say like, you know, but there's there's no solution to extra skin or really sagging breasts you have to have surgery to fix them so i I, I forget one of your patients is my hairstylist and a long time ago i heard about she you guys did her mommy makeover okay and same thing so happy and that's the thing again my issue could not be fixed i couldn't build i couldn't fix my skin issues i couldn't build bigger boobs tiktok will literally make you believe that you oh, can, yeah, yes, but yes, you yes. cannot. There are no exercises. By to taking do pills? To... No, no. <laughs> there's kidding. fitness people that say, here's how to grow your chest. Like, it's insane. You couldn't fix that. And especially with mothers. I said this to one of my girlfriends when I really, she was like, you know, again, when she was talking about, does this go against what you believe in? I was like, well, I don't shame mothers for getting breast lifts or tummy tucks. And that's basically what happened to me. So mine happened over time, but it did happen from, I at one point was like 35 pounds heavier. And throughout my 20s, I was going up and down all the time. And yes, we all hold fat differently. It's genetic where we hold our fat. And clearly my, it changed a lot in my, in my breasts. So they sagged and I had extra skin. So it was kind of returning to feeling more like myself, Mm -hmm. not changing into somebody else, but yes, like there are so many circumstances. That's why I hate when people look down on plastic surgery in general. Um, I, you know, mothers just want to feel like themselves again. And I sure. get like, just appreciate, respect your body because look at what you did. Fine. That's totally fine. But if you I have no, there shouldn't be shame. There yeah. shouldn't be judgment. Agreed. You know? No, I agree. No, if how, anything, maybe there's some jealousy and insecurity in people sure. that are judging yes. you. It's that's, maybe that's look internally. Like that, right? I mean, judgment usually is yes. how other people feel about themselves. Without you know. So, now yeah. how long has it been since we did this? We did it in March. Okay, so it's Last almost, March. almost so been it's a year. Almost been a year. Oh wow, we so, haven't had our one year yeah, anniversary yet. So, yeah. so we're almost at a year. Yeah. And 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 this is my big big question. Mm-hmm. What was was there any part of this experience that you were like, oh, I'd like that fixed, or is there any critique you have for me or or our practice that we can do better? Because in life, we always try to do better. We'll mm-hmm. take pictures of, mm-hmm. our, of our before and afters, even mm-hmm. though I think some of them could be as perfect as possible, but we'll still kind of pick yeah, on we'll each other. Yeah. Yeah. We'll sit yeah. next to her yeah. and say, what would you have done differently? We'll say, oh, well. You know, it's so funny. Yeah. I, I truly believe that we do good work, but it's almost as if you want to redo every single case for some reason. It's very... Because you're your own worst critic. Yes, we're yeah. our own worst critic. Like, oh, I could have done a little more here. I could, And patients can be extremely 
ecstatic. And overall, yeah. listen, they're amazing results. We post them on Instagram. But yeah. it's so funny how hypercritical we are. Oh, of course. Uh, Which on, is amazing. You should be. Basis. Because, you yeah, know, we absolutely. really like, and it's, our practice is very different than most practices mm-hmm. in the sense that it's not an assembly line. We don't have patient after patient. We spend a lot of time with each person. We have plenty of employees. We make sure. 95% yeah. are referrals. Then everyone's mm-hmm. a but referral. Not, mm-hmm. You know, we're not. But you, yeah. there's always room to be better. So as somebody who's now a friend and a, and a patient, what, what would you say to us to say, hey, listen, maybe tighten this part or you can't say. We're yeah, perfect I mean, maybe I, you know, I was just so trusting that I didn't maybe ask enough questions. I literally you're like, I'm going to make you look beautiful. I was like, great, let's do it. <laughs> um, like, I don't even know. I mean, I guess if we're going to get very specific when it comes to breast lifts, I didn't ask like okay, like how small are we going to make my areolas? Sure. That's, always a, good, that's always a good question. So and I didn't know what they were going to look like mm-hmm. after. Are they maybe a little bit bigger than I maybe want? I, maybe, but I love them because they right. were much bigger before. You know, it kind of like blended in. Um, you were very honest about the autoplasty. Mm-hmm. Like it could, could, it may not look exactly, especially the, the ears are, are different. There are a lot of tissues so it can move around. So you know, it didn't work out exactly how I wanted it to, but it's still further in. Um, yeah, I think maybe just going over a little bit more detail with them. Yeah, he has, he's a lot more detail-oriented than yeah. I am. Yeah. So yeah. maybe I should uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk about those things a little maybe bit more. Like, is, you're gonna be like I know you guys have the technology where you can like show maybe what it will look uh-huh. like. Like We never did that. I just trusted We did it because it's hard for me to show an auto yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I don't do that for people. Yeah. Uh, but now that I've got more pictures of auto walks, I can show that to people. Yeah. But not on your own frame. So yeah. that's... Or but, maybe... I don't know. Maybe there's ways to do it where like you take a picture of like what my breast was like before while I'm, we're looking at it. Like, see, I'm going to move it. So like it's up here sure. so you can kind of see what you're going to do. I, like I just trusted you. I love you it. Know? Yeah. yeah. Visually, <laughs> it's so much easier. You know, yeah. it's easy for me with, with the rhinoplasty. Yeah. I yeah. can just use the simulation and show exactly what we're shooting for. But yeah, it's hard with some of the technology. It's just not there yet. So how has this, the surgery affected your, mm. um, you're a confident person, so I'm not gonna say you're confident. Oh, it changed it but, completely. But what about um? I know you 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 work out a lot. Yeah. Does that changed at all for for that or not? Or no, is, it's because all, I don't it's have implants. Oh well, working out it's the same. Like I I've worked with a lot of patients that have implants and they're very limited. That's another reason why I didn't want implants. Mm-hmm. Um, I know things have changed in the way that you do implants, but I it was the best decision I ever made. Like I am a confident person in the sense that I learned to respect and love myself my view on self-love and body body positivity is a little bit different i think than other people because i do not expect you to look in the mirror and love your body every single day and love every single part about yourself i just want you to respect yourself and i want you to respect your body because your body what i realize is like i'm not defined by my body Mm -hmm. and the way that it looks i'm so much more than that um but I showed up in the world a little bit different. I literally went from someone who was, again, hated being in a bathing suit. My girlfriends had never seen wow. me naked ever to being like literally some of my guy friends. I was like flashing everybody. I was like, you want to see my boobs? Like, <laughs> I you know? love it. I'm walking around the house without a top on by myself feeling comfortable. That's never so did great. that before. That- I would immediately put a towel on. So again, it was all about self-confidence. Like with intimate partners, totally different. I yep. wouldn't be so shy. I didn't have to have the lights off. You know, it, it changed everything. That makes me. me feel really good. Yeah.
We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Thank you. you know, I was kind of segueing to talk about your fitness kind yeah. of... You're, you're, you're a personal trainer, right? Yeah. And um, if somebody wanted to get personal training sessions from you, or how does that work? And, and how do they find you just on... Let's yeah, talk I mean, about most that. of my right now I do um, private training mm -hmm. uh, where I go to clients' homes in Beverly Hills. So I keep my I have a very small clientele because my goal is not to be. I, I did when I first started and was like going through it. I, I worked at a sports performance facility. I was training under some of the best people ever, and then I, I was I was training all day long. But that's I knew I, that's not what I wanted to do. I am not a trainer online that like geeks out on personal training and nutrition. I the science behind calories, the science, but I just want to help you. I want to help you move better. I want to help you. Like, again, I came from Nebraska. I didn't know anything about nutrition yeah, and health. Yeah, yeah. And like what we thought was healthy was not healthy. Yeah, so I yeah. just want to help educate people. Nebraska healthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just healthy. like a yeah, Cobb yeah. salad, like yeah. slathered in everything, you know? That's a salad. You might as well, you might as well have a burger, okay. you know? That's so funny. And, yeah. and then I went to Nashville. That didn't help, you know? Yeah. There's nothing healthy in Nashville. So, um, I kind of forgot what the question was, but being like being, if they if they, yeah. people wanted to find if you they for wanted personal to find training, me, yeah. yeah, I mean you can people email me, DM me, but all my clients have been through referral. You know, amazing. Okay, and so I can refer them directly to you. One hundred percent. And I I'm love it. not. I'm everyone. I'm not for everybody. I'm not a boot camp trainer. I'm not going to yell at you if you come in and you're super tired. I'll probably tell you to go home because sleep is way more important. I care about your stress. I care about you know. I work with mostly. All except for a couple of my clients are mothers who run their own businesses, who have kids. Like, I'm not going to tell you no excuses. I'm just not that kind of person. That's great. Um, my kind of trainer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I want to empower you and make you. It's about making you feel good. It's it's not about making you look a certain way. I want you to feel strong. I want you to feel energized, and that's really what it is. You know. Amazing. And I yeah, and I it's so hard being a trainer and being a trainer online. It's much like, you know, I'm sure you guys get this, you know, a lot of people think that plastic surgeons are just preying on people's insecurities. Sure. And yeah. Yeah. I get, you know, a lot of personal trainers, and a lot of influencers, they feel the same way. We're saying things just because we want to sell something. We, we prey on their insecurities. There are people that do that. There are people in your profession that do that. Mm -hmm. But um, there's a lot of good in it as well. And so for me, it's try, like, how do we combat that? And there are a lot of people in, which I'm sure you guys have clients that are in the fitness wellness world that have BBLs or ab etching. Yes. yes. And this is also why I just wanted to be so transparent. I know a lot of them and I know that they're lying to everybody. Sure. And I refuse to be that person. I have too much integrity to be like, oh, this is how I built my booty by my program. You know, yeah. bravo um, to you. That's that's really yeah. It's great because you know it's mm -hmm. all smoke and mirrors now. It like is. no one, no one knows what's real. No one knows what's not. And that kind of brings me into this other question. And you cannot answer it if you don't want to. <laughs> um, I know it is very difficult to date in this town. Oh. And you and I have oh talked God. about this a bunch because because so since I've met you, you're you're just you're so lovely and you are so beautiful um, that we talked about this for mm -hmm. a second. 
Any luck? No, but I also am not put. You know what's so funny? Oh, because I'm advertising <laughs> it right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, just so yeah, yeah. you know. No, that's right. Just throwing it out there, guys. It's really hard. It's so hard. Most of my relationships have been through referrals, people setting me up. I'm on the apps, you know, I'm on Raya, I'm on Hinge. It feels kind of like a game. But I will say, when I get on Raya, I'll switch to the women because I want to see who's out there. Right, what am right, I competing right, right. with? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> You know, maybe I'm interested in women um, <laughs> at this point, but there are so many beautiful women in L.A. who are just if you look at them without knowing who they are, perfect skin, perfect hair. You can t- you can tell they've had a lot of plastic surgery. They're younger than me. I mean, I'm 38. It is really difficult to navigate it and to try and find, you know, there's just so many readily available beautiful women. Yeah, it's a tough city. You know, it's a really, really tough city. Because most of the guys want to, they they want to have as much fun as they can for as long as they 100%. possibly can. And, and they know. don't necessarily care about a woman who's like super driven and intelligent. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they're in this town. Yes. And I've had conversations with some of my guy friends who are very successful, and they will admit it because you know they don't care if they have someone that's just really beautiful and fun and that can. It's a short term kind short-term of short yeah. term can go wherever they go. So I'm like. Damn it! What do I do? <laughs> so for all the moms that are listening yeah. to this podcast right now, she is amazing. Yeah. Okay, so if you've got a nice son, yeah. send them send them our way, and I'll I set mean, it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I've said this to you every time I see you. I'm like, okay, I'm I gotta open, find, I'm but just, I just don't have hard. anyone. Well, that but every time I talk to guys that I uh, admire and respect, they say the same thing. I mean, yeah, I've got single friends, but I've never set you up with them. Like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's wrong yeah. with men in this town. You no, know? but it is. It's it's really. It's it's got to just hit you in the face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so everyone that's listening, guys, send them over. Um, yeah. I'll vet them out for her. But it's also that's why there's so much pressure to feel like I need to be doing all the things. You know, all of the lasers. Do I do these tweaks because am I good enough? Am I going to, you know. You're more than good enough. It? Yeah. yeah so that's tough. that's without a doubt. But that's where, you know, there's so many different factors at play. There's social media and what it's caused. Filters. Like, yeah. People probably come in and they're like, I want to look like this because, you know, it's, well, well, not even, and like COVID and and what do they call it? The Zoom boom. Mm -hmm. I get celebrities. They're constantly in the public eye and constantly um, nitpicked. But now we are too. We were all in front of Zoom and now everyone wants to be a creator. It is so hard for me to watch stuff back and I'm like, oh, well, like, why is my face doing that? (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to fix that? We become hypercritical of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, it's tough. And so I guess like that's also why you guys do such a good job of relating to to clients and patients and be like, well, that's normal. Most people are like that. Um, But yeah. You definitely don't need a facelift. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You definitely (laughs) don't. So you know what? That's a new thing. I've thought about it because everyone's talking about the new trend between 35 and, and 40 younger, yeah. to do young facelifts. Oh, yeah. like, <gasps> I missed the boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should I be doing that? You know, yeah, but it, it is, it's crazy. Social, the advent of social media and the way it's propelled forward is, yeah. I mean, it's such on a toxic level that now we're looking for that validation at any turn. And it's, it's not real. Do it's you guys real. get a lot of really young clients coming in now. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you manage that? Obviously as I'm gonna plastic let him... surgeons, you've got to be careful about what kind you guys knew with me that mm-hmm. I was in a good place. But like a lot of young women, I'm so glad I didn't do it when I was in my twenties because I was dealing with body dysmorphia and not loving myself. But like how do you 
there's, manage that. There's a lot of redirection. And, yeah. um, you know, we essentially are therapists as well. I mean, the yeah. idea is you have to be able to evaluate things that would affect their post-operative course. And mental illness is one. Mm-hmm. And so there are certain questions that we ask. You know, uh, we want to know not just like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. We'll kind of skate around it and say, all right, you know, if you had to list three things about this particular body part what, that you would change, what would it be? When you list off seven or eight things, now we say, all right, we're, we're upset. This is more of an obsession mm-hmm. as opposed to someone saying, you know what? I kind of like the structure. I just want to make it look a little better, different ballgame. And mm-hmm. that's a person who's even keeled and sees the potential. Uh, but there are people that come in and say, look, uh, you know, my inspiration is Margot Robbie and this is what I want. Which you, they don't realize Margot Robbie's you, had a uh, lot of stuff done. Uh, yes. You know, but, it, it, but, it, but whatever she's had works yeah, for her. Yeah, yeah. You have to look at your own facial structure, your own mm-hmm. body structure. You know, we have a, a patient that comes in and she is, she's just an athlete, big bone, whatever. You are not going to be a Kate Moss. It's just not going yeah, to happen. I mean, it's just not. Mm-hmm. And so, Unless you go uh, do a lot of Monjaro or something. But even then, you know, it's just, I. but I think it's a lot of redirection. Like, yeah. okay, here's what I think would benefit you. Here's what I think would send you in the opposite direction. Yeah. He's and, great at, at handling, especially very young women and men that come in and want a ton of facial stuff done. Like really want to get changed. And, and I think John really handles it very well because... I know that other people are, are just like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're going to pay we'll me. go next yeah. door and someone else will do it. But I just, it's I was, just different. I was thinking about this the other day because there's a lot of TikTok women who are like 20 to 24 who mm. have done a lot of filler. Yep. Lips, face, mm-hmm. Botox, everything. And A, I want to talk about maybe the dangers of doing that so young. Sure. But also I was like, man, if I were to look back at my photos when I was 20, I recognize myself and I know what I looked like. Yep. How weird is that to then look back and be like, well, I don't even know what I actually look like. You know, you know, you know? I'm a, I, I, It's interesting. I'm going to have him answer yeah. it. So I'm just going to say one thing. In your 20s, you're 20 to 24, it, you're, you're whole, you don't need filler. Nobody should really be getting it. a ton of filler. I had like filler. a baby face, you know, and then people doing buccal fat or however you say it, yeah. remover, yeah, when you're that young, like, Ladies, that's going to happen when you get older and you're going to wish that you didn't do that. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. Yeah. that's it, That's when we age or when you lose weight, you know, that. I and the sad part is, I'll tell you, and, and, and again, he'll touch on it. These kids sometimes are being brought in by their mothers. Uh, yeah. Uh, Listen, we obviously see a little microchasm of the of the rest of the world, really. So I think that, um, you know, Beverly Hills is a different beast. Mm-hmm. It's a very tough city, but maybe and not anymore because with social media. Well, you're right. You're right. Well, now there's access, but, looking, but people are still yeah. coming to Beverly Hills expecting. One hundred percent. Whereas you go to a plastic surgeon in Wisconsin, and they're going to do their best, but I, I think they still will say, "Look, I, I don't even know, you know, let alone who this person is. How can yeah. I?" Yeah. But I, it's not that they're not good yeah. plastic surgeons. Yeah. It's that the mentality is different. Yeah the expectations of the patients are, mm-hmm. are different. Mm-hmm. And so here it's really tough. I mean, in your 20s, you know, do we take care of people in the 20s and get sure. filler? Yes, but it's people who are genetically predisposed to having no volume or mm-hmm. they, you know, and so you add something to give them little lips. 
You give them, yes. you know, I, I just saw a patient the other day. She was 23 years old. She genetically lacked all central volume interface. Yep. And so she already had the development yeah. of under eye bags. Yep. That is not normal for a 23 yeah. year old. Yeah. And so that's where you can, you can handle some volume. But overall, when people come in and say, look, I, I want to look like this anime photo, mm-hmm. you're like, uh, you're in the wrong office. So if you're doing it really young and getting mm-hmm. all this filler, essentially, I mean, it, it, it's, it's affecting your skin right and are you it's something you're gonna have to constantly do or do you feel like then it's gonna make their skin more wrinkly if they stop doing it like what why would you advise young women well listen to you always run the chill room. on the filler if they don't if they're not yeah. one of those patients that like you already have a beautiful face i don't know why you're well, trying to plump it up it's a great great point there um because what i would say is that Anytime you inject under the skin, remember, we don't have x-ray vision. So you have the risk of hitting blood vessels, which could knock out a little fat pocket in the face. You have the risk of having a vascular event, meaning let's say we inject into a blood vessel and all of a sudden the tip of the nose goes black or, you know, lips, you know, have Mm -hmm. wounds and um, you can run into issues. I have a patient right now that she was injected with a filler in her mid face and for some reason, chronically, for the past two years, it swells and gets infected, yeah. and then they give her antibiotics and it goes away. Um, filler, we say, can last for a finite period of time. Sometimes it lasts for a long time, mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on where it's placed. Um, I've had a lot of people that have had issues with under eye filler, and then it all of a sudden turns into a mass right here. Yep. You're right. Yep. That because, had to get removed. Because there's too much put in. It's not yeah. done properly. Yeah. Or, or you're, you they're pierce, not a candidate. You pierce through something called the orbital, orbital septum. septum. Mm. And once you do, the filler can't go anywhere. It just yeah. fills up a little hammock that's under the eye. Interesting. And it's hard to get rid of that. So yeah. I would say in your 20s, you do it when you have to. Yep. If you already have full lips, there's zero reason to do it. Mm-hmm. Zero. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and, and so for those of you who have no lips, ah, okay, then come get a little bit of filler and, and yeah. you know, it's not the end of the world. The one thing that you did that I loved, I need to come back and do it because I love my lips. But again, our, our faces, if you look at what I, I like looking at that map to show where all your muscles are mm-hmm. and you realize just how complex Intricate. your face right, is. Definitely. Is one side of my face is totally different than the other, and like my muscles are different. You very, know? very, very. And like, common. yeah, when I smile, once I lose one side of my lips. So we did a uh, Botox there yes. that lowered it, and I was like, oh, I don't need filler. I yeah. just yeah. Need tiny Botox little things. Right well, you know, I always say we're two yeah. pieces that fuse in the center. Yeah. So we're all asymmetric. Yeah. In fact, when you when I do all of my uh, rhinoplasty, we do a Vectra 3D imaging, mm-hmm. and there's one element where you click on a button and it splits the face into two lefts and two rights, and you put them all three next to each other, and you look like three different people. Yeah. But I do it for two reasons. One is because sometimes in a nose, I'll say, all right, I'm going to replicate this side. Mm-hmm. But the other reason is to show the asymmetries because uh, it is so normal but when we look at one another, our brains naturally yeah. take the better half and yeah. replicates it constantly. So that's why the common phrase well, they like, look better in person. You guys saw everyone doing that, the filter on TikTok. Where, have you seen it? Which one's Where on? you can, it'll put one side of your face together. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So you can see it. Yeah. You're like, wow, I am not at all symmetrical. Yeah. No, no, everyone. It's, <laughs> but, it's 100% of the people in the world. Yes. You put them next to each other. You know what right. I did when I, when I went down a rabbit hole of like, okay, what could I fix it? And I stopped myself. I, I went and looked at some of the, some people that I think are incredibly beautiful, and I was like, wow, they're not symmetrical at all. So Nobody. why do I think that I need You're to right. be symmetrical? Right. And it's interesting. Because he'll say this to everybody always. 
the eye picks up more symmetry and thinks it's weird. Whereas mm. if things are a little asymmetric, the eye actually finds it to be more beautiful. Interesting. And and that's the thing. It's it's it's. I think we are programmed that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's why you know plastic surgery they teach us sometimes to make zigzag lines for things because mm. you don't see that scar. The straight line you'll see it a little bit more. Things like that. So so yes, it's no two people are are, are no no. Two sides are alike, breasts, yeah. you know, even arm length, you know, so often shoe size. How often do you go and get your shoes and one side's a half Always a size a smaller? Bit, yeah. Always. Yeah. So we're off a little bit because, again, it all fuses in the middle. So just mm-hmm. like John's saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah listen, I, I think and we'll see what happens with social media coming going forward i mean i've got three toddlers i'm i'm oh, i'm scared to oh, I death can't even imagine uh, well and that's the yeah. thing like i i grew up where facebook started when i was a freshman in college mm. didn't have any and that was just a networking thing i mean it wasn't until i would say maybe the past seven years where it became what it's become before yeah, it was sure. connecting with people and now it's the creator influencer economy and you know growing up yeah we had magazines and but we weren't inundated with it every single day. Yeah. And like, you know, you look at stuff like Ozempic too. Yeah. We're like a third of the country's on Ozempic right now. And that's another transparent thing that I like, hate people. Just admit it. Just, Just talk ex- about I, it. I Don't agree. tell me that you're doing it. I, yeah. I know. And any, if someone is losing that much weight rapidly, you're not doing it by yourself. Yep. You're using something or something's wrong. Yeah. Oh, or something's or you could wrong. Be sick. I, I like, saw a friend of mine not long ago. I haven't seen him for a couple of months. I said, "Wow, you lost so much weight." He goes, "Yeah, I stopped drinking." Mm-hmm. Go, You're an alcoholic. Like, yeah, well, yeah, what yeah. do you mean you yeah, stopped I drinking? Mean, that you can't lose that much weight. Oh, like, but yeah, no, no, no. So but, like, but they'll say like I started a new workout, but just. Yeah. yeah, I did a cleanse. It, don't make people feel bad, you know, because there's you're not a better person for making us believe that you did this on your own. And the interesting yeah. part is you know? all the studies that are coming out about these gluten inhibitors or, or Zempic or Manjaro, any of them, they're all very positive. Yeah. It's showing that it is it is going to be a longevity medication. Mm-hmm. It's going to make people live longer because it's decreasing sugar levels in your body. That's really what it comes down to yeah. in a very simple yeah. way. Yeah. And we know that sugar is bad for all our organs, like our kidneys, our heart, our blood vessels. Excess so, sugar. you know, and also, yeah, and also on our skin. Yeah. And also, also knowing that extra weight is really bad for all of the organs in our body. 100%. So if you can find a way to help people that have a food addiction problem mm-hmm. well wow that's amazing you're gonna especially mm-hmm. in the united states you're really gonna help a lot of people and i don't think there's a problem just own up to it who cares yeah. you know 100%. like it is what it is we need more transparency yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, do yeah, you guys feel like celebrity influencer like how do you feel about the social responsibility of being transparent i mean i think it, that's paramount the, yeah. the idea is you, you have let's say let's take a, an actress mm-hmm. they have all the responsibility to let all the young little girls that are looking up to them know that if they were taking a medicine or they had a procedure or something to get them to where they were for you to deny all that Mm -hmm. is devastating to younger children Mm -hmm. who they feel that they have to live up to that Mm -hmm. um and so i think it's uh, the expectations too whether Mm -hmm. you see it in skincare body Mm -hmm. like if you just do what I'm doing, you can build a booty like I'm yeah. doing. Yeah, if you it's use ridiculous. These, this oil Magic. that I'm using, you know, yeah, JLo, yeah. like my <laughs> face will look like you. It's yeah. Yeah. so it's like if you just work hard enough, like I do, but you're not. Yeah. You're 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 lying. You're not being honest. You're not. You know. Yeah. 
I get it's each to their own. You can admit it or not, but I have a problem when you come out and say, this is how it happened. Just don't talk about it if you're not going to admit it. It's interesting because in our experience over the last 15 years, the A-list celebrities that we've worked with, it's all Mm hush-hush. The reality stars, they're like, let's tell everyone. And it's interesting because they don't care. And they'll come out and say it. As much as I think reality TV is... It's not for me. I don't watch it. It's a little bit cheesy. The stars that are on it that are influencing people that we've come across, mm-hmm. they've all been incredibly transparent. Mm-hmm. And they've they've screamed it from the from the rooftops because they feel like, okay, if I can help someone with their journey of whatever I'm having done, well, hopefully that'll help. As long know? as they're doing it for that reason. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, is yeah, it good yeah. or bad? Yes. Because yes. now influencers are literally using cosmetic procedures as good content. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is going to, you know, and then it goes too far. And I can see and no, watch I get a lot it. of them. You're you're doing this because you hate, you do not love yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and again, it needs to come from a place of, you know, again, enhancing positive body image, mm-hmm. not fixing negative body image no, you very know? True. to some extent you know could be a double-edged sword 100 uh-huh. so yeah i mean i i realized that when i worked in entertainment i remember <laughs> i realized oh god what what it was like 2011 and i realized oh my gosh they're they're all taking like hgh mm-hmm. no one talked about that and now everyone talks about it but like back then every single person was on hgh you would see i'm not going to name names but like big male actors get ready for a movie shoot and you had no idea they were being pumped with steroids. Yep. Like you cannot build that much that mm-hmm. fast, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, again, I've had a great trainer for yeah. this movie. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, yep. uh, oh my gosh, don't even, I've have, I have yeah. some friends that are celebrity trainers that will go out and say stuff in magazines, you know, with their clients that have had BBLs and take credit. I'm like, I could never do that. Nope. Like, yes, they're working out. I wouldn't say not necessarily working hard, but like, yeah, I just wish help. there was more transparency. Yeah, you right. know, listen, listen, that's human nature. We've definitely worked yeah. ourselves into that. Yeah, yeah. I know, but <laughs> yeah, that again. That's just why I feel like I, I'm, I wanted to be so open again because we went back to like I didn't know this was an option. Well, I did well. so much research, looked at so many, and you were the first person that told me, "Oh, look, this is what we can do." And I guess I forgot to ask you, like. Is it because this is such a new thing and like other no, doctors don't is, really know is, how to um, do it? This has been around and it's described okay. for a very long time. And it's very interesting that I actually, this is a procedure that one of our plastic surgery clinics that we had. And when, when we were in residency together, we'd, we'd show the, so we had our own resident clinic mm-hmm. and we'd have cases and then we'd come up with a plan. So one of the patients that I had, I said, I'm going to do this breast lift with an auto augmentation. I put the picture on the wall and went over it and multiple surgeons actually were like, that doesn't work. And Mm. I said, well, I'm going to do it anyways, because there's a scientific paper that shows that it really works. Patient doesn't want an implant. So I started doing that a long time ago and then kept doing it in practice. And now over the last couple of years that the whole breast implant you know, scare has been there mm-hmm. again, again, because people are like, oh my God, it's breast implant illness. And I'm not going to get into that during this mm-hmm. podcast. But so I said, okay, we have to give people another option. And this auto augmentation is a fantastic way to do it. As long as the patient has some breast tissue and so forth, so on. And I've had great results and really good success. And I'm so happy that you're So why happy. do I feel like 
Like literally no one else I've talked to mentioned that. Why are other plastic surgeons not bringing that up as an because, option? Because it's, first of all, it's easier to just stick an implant in. Yeah. It really is. Mm -hmm. It costs more money for the patient. And listen, that, that look of having an implant, sure, for what that look, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't want it. So you have to get it. It has to be option. the appropriately selected patient. You had yeah. some breast tissue. Yeah. Not everybody. So some people come in and it's, if it's just skin, mm -hmm. you can't really do that procedure because there's not enough of a auto implant mm -hmm. right? right but would they be able to in that situation do fat transfer sure sure so we do do a lot of fat okay. transfer okay. still and yeah, yeah. Well, did, did it of, but it's still of, harder it is, unless well, you have a lot like of scenarios some... are let's say you have just skin mm -hmm. you also don't have a lot of fat um, yeah that's true so that's, that's kind of like you're that's stuck true. and that's, that's when the true. implant comes in and we just see it's easier and easier so when mm -hmm. you have these beverly mm -hmm. hills moms that come in and they're thin and they don't have a lot then it's easier just to go right for that implant but if you have just the right combo, mm -hmm. this procedure is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I'm just glad people know it exists. So Again. I'm, ha I'm super happy. You're so I'm cute. Thank you. Best thing I ever did for myself. I know sweet. it sounds crazy. Plastic no. surgery is the best thing I ever no. did. No, but no, it really and, did. And for people like, it is. Yeah. I, got a, yeah. I got a text yesterday from a, from a gal that we, the two of us operated on her mother mm -hmm. oh, maybe eight years ago. This girl... I, we did a tummy tuck on her. Mm -hmm. um, this girl now has had three kids over the past eight years, and her and her husband sent me a text yesterday saying, "We're ready. We want to look as good as my mom yeah. does." Uh, and it's like, and again, well, so that's a. I think it's it's not for a lot of people. It's not changing, wanting to change the way you look. It's just like preserving the way that you want yeah. to look. And I don't think until you start getting older can you speak about the fact that like, I mean, I'm 38, I'm, sh which is still relatively young, but like. I understand now the f I don't feel 38. Right. And like, you want to look as young as you You're feel. Right. Mm -hmm. And I get that. And that's okay. You yeah. know, just don't go to the extremes where you don't look like yourself anymore. That's the key. Yeah, Keep yeah, yourself yeah. looking you know? just like you and just enhance what you have. I yeah, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Thank well, you for coming today. Yeah, listen, we're so thankful yeah. uh, for you to tell your story. And, um, you know, I, listen, I learned something. I know our viewers and listeners did as well. Uh, we're just, thankful that yeah, you uh, were willing to share so yeah, yeah thank you for talking to our patients well, i mean you're I'm just so cool book, thank like you like anybody can someone literally dm me that's having surgery with you in a couple weeks um, Go on, Chicago. i won't say her name <laughs> yeah um they you know i won't answer all questions i will be completely honest and transparent uh, you've been amazing no thank bs you. like that's awesome not getting paid to do this yeah. you know yeah. just you know it's so interesting i tell people that i say i say i have a patient or others yeah. there's other patients too you're welcome to speak to them yeah. and that's what it really does mm -hmm. that transparency really helps because i'm here i'll tell you that eight from a to z what needs to be done mm -hmm. but if you really want to get it from somebody who has had the exact same procedure that really makes people feel yeah. better because you're like okay Let's ask them. So thank you yeah, again. Of course. You're so welcome. Well, listen, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you. Uh, for the viewers and listeners, thank you so much uh, for, for tuning in and uh, spending your time with us. We hope you've learned something today. And uh, again, we definitely want to thank Sierra. Uh, once again, this is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Daniel Poor. You can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Check us out on your social media feeds, TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube. Peace. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.